Hello and welcome to the Learn Chinese Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. This episode, like all our episodes, is brought to you by ChineseLearnOnline.com, also known as CLO, which is a progressive online Mandarin course. In each episode, we interview someone who has learned Chinese as a second language to find out how they learned it and what they're doing with it. Now, in today's episode, I'm actually going to turn the tables and I'll be the one being interviewed. Now, to do the interviewing, I have a good friend, Joe Cooperman. Joe, say hi. Hello. Hi. Now, I actually know Joe as a former or actually current Chinese Learn Online student. Uh, he has used our course and our one-on-one tutoring services. Now, before we begin my interview, Joe, why don't you give us a bit of background on yourself of, as far as learning Chinese goes and whether the course has helped you in any way? Okay. It definitely has. CLO has been um, – I've been using CLO for, for several years now. And I think for me it's filled the gaps – uh, left by other uh, Chinese uh, learning technologies that I've adopted going back almost 10 years. And I was probably an early adopter of things like uh, Pimsleur's um, podcast and, of course, Rosetta Stone. But um, once I found uh, CLO, it was obvious right from the beginning that it, it filled gaps left by these other systems. CLO is um, very deliberately decided to uh, use a very standard Chinese and uh, has a lot of vocabulary um, that is centered in Taiwan. And because I've lived in Taiwan um, uh, since I've lived in Asia, uh, it's been very useful for that reason. Okay, good. Now... Um over the, the course of the past few months, I've been interviewing several different expats, many of them here in Taiwan, some of them in China. Some have moved back to their home countries, but they still use Chinese in their day-to-day lives. So along this process, uh, people have asked for my own story, how I got involved in this and how I started the website and whatnot. So I'll turn the mic over to Joe, who will now do the asking of questions, and then uh, we'll go from there. Good stuff. Adam, like, uh, is often the case when you interview people. Could you give us a brief introduction about yourself in Chinese? Oh, I have to do this too? Yes. Yes. It's mandatory. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> All right. So, 大家好,我是亚当,我来自加拿大,我已经在台湾十年多了,我本来是教英文。Okay, um, Adam, before the interview, when we were chatting, uh, you mentioned that you lived in a few different countries before coming to Taiwan. Um, what made you come to Taiwan in the first place? Uh, yeah, okay, I guess I could give some background. So originally I was born in India, and then uh, I did live in Kenya in Africa for about 10 years. Then we moved to Canada. I was there for a while, and I'm now a Canadian citizen. And then, of course, I, I came to Taiwan. So as far as what brought me to Taiwan at the time, I just wanted to do something different. And I thought, you know, teaching English in Taiwan was uh, a popular thing that many expats did. 
so the original plan was just to come here for a year, but uh, obviously I'm I'm still here now. When you uh, you you came to Taiwan, and what did you do? You you taught English like so many of us do. What helped you, or what made you decide to transition from being an English teacher to uh, starting uh, CLO? Sure. So as I mentioned, the original plan was just to come here for a year. So uh, I enjoyed teaching, and I ended up doing that for for three years. Uh, and then during that time, I thought, since I have the opportunity to be here in Taiwan, I wanted to learn Chinese because uh, you 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 get the opportunity to be in a foreign country and to learn a language. That's the best way to do so is to be in their culture. So I didn't want to lose that opportunity. So learning Chinese was important to me, um, but I found that now at the time, because I was teaching English, I didn't want to attend formal classes because that was time I could be teaching. So I would invest in lots of books and CDs and podcasts and whatever material I could find on the side. And most of the material I found was designed by native Chinese speakers, which makes sense. That's It's their language. But a lot of times I found as I was learning as an English speaker, I kept thinking to myself, this is not how I would teach the language. If I was teaching, I would teach this concept first, and I would emphasize this part. And so along the way, that was kind of a running theme in the back of my mind, that uh, what if I was to, to create something, a, a way of learning Chinese that was the way I wish I had been taught? And so finally, in, in 2006, so it's actually approaching 10 years ago, uh, I started Chinese Learn Online, the the site that we're discussing now. Were there any um, resources, uh, Chinese learning resources, either in book format or online, or anything in the uh, in the spectrum of uh, materials that you found uh, that you gravitated towards, that you liked the style of, that helped you, that helped inform your decisions to to create CLO? Sure. So. Uh, even though, as I mentioned, there was things I, I didn't like about some of the materials that was out there, uh, there was a lot of stuff that I really liked. Now, you had actually mentioned Pimsleur earlier. So one thing I really liked about Pimsleur was this whole progressive aspect where they start off with, we'll teach you some basic phrases and then we'll build upon it. And so as you progress through the course, uh, they're teaching you more complex conversations, but all based around stuff that you had learned earlier. And I found that to be like a really natural approach that worked for me. So I thought it would be nice to to use that approach. Uh, what I didn't like about them, firstly, it was just a basic introduction. They had, I think, uh, three or four short beginner levels, and I wanted more. And then secondly, there was no emphasis on, on characters or writing, which I think is an important part of learning Chinese. So as I was listening to the material, I wanted to be able to see something in front of me. So I kind of wanted to build upon that approach. Uh, and then the other thing that I really liked was, which you also mentioned, is podcasts, which at the time were just coming out. And I just thought that was the time when we were kind of moving into the mobile age, when smartphones were coming out. And so more and more people were using their phones in that way. And it just seemed like a really natural way. You're on the subway, you're on going to the gym, and people are listening you know, on their earphones that what if you could teach Chinese, because we're all busy people, and I was too, so if we could use these moments to kind of learn a language in this natural way, 
where just by listening to lessons that progressively get harder, you're learning something, and yet you're doing it, you know, in time that would normally be wasted. So I just found that that those two really fit together. So now you could teach really busy people, you could teach them Chinese in a very natural way that before they would have to invest into classes or books and things that weren't the most efficient way of learning. Yeah, I think I want to I want to say also that I think uh, I've been using personally a CLO um for for a number of years and I've been able to transition from using, you know, sitting in front of a computer and using um my desktop and laptop uh, to access the materials uh, right to using my smartphone now. So I mean, I I think one of the great things uh that you've been able to do with CLO is is um, developing uh, smartphone applications for it such that um, as as the quality and speed of, for example, of smartphones has improved, uh, you know, people can access the online material and app form much, much easier now. Like I've been able, I've transitioned from my previous phone was a, was a Samsung S3 and now I have a Note 4 which is miles faster just so much better and uh, I'm able to access the CLO content through AppForm uh, in such an effective way now in such a pleasurable way so I and think it has a bigger screen and it has a bigger screen and it's it, it really so I think uh, it, it, because you've been able to port all of the all of the content from from a more um, uh, from the interactivity of the of a laptop to a smartphone i think it's for me anyways it's it's enormous it's been enormously effective i want to ask you uh you've got a set amount of content uh the site currently has 400 lessons and seven levels which is a lot i mean it really brings you from you mentioned earlier it's it's done in a progressive format uh, absolutely it's it's starts right from day one uh with uh introduction to tones and goes all the way through quite sophisticated sentence structures and vocabulary uh all through level 7 um it it stops there do you, um so you've got set content that is available online but also is ported uh to uh to the smartphone apps do you have plans to make additional levels beyond that right now uh so okay that's a that's a good question so in the beginning yeah, we kept adding more lessons in this progressive format. Uh, by the time we got to level seven, we noticed a couple of things. One is that if you're at that level, then you're also good enough where now you can start consuming media and things from other places, not just from the course. Uh, and then also we found that very few people actually made it all the way from level one all the way to seven. <laughs> It, it takes a lot of de- dedication and effort for sure. So at that point, and it was, we were investing most of our time and resources into creating new lessons at the higher levels when the vast majority of people were still stuck in the lower levels. So since then, uh, we've kind of changed our focus into let's see what we can do to bring more people from the earlier levels to the higher levels. And so once there's enough people at the higher levels, I mean, it's something we could consider. If there's demand for additional high-level resources, we could come up with something. But we just decided to change the focus on what else can we do. So some of the other things ended up being, okay, let's you know build a mobile app and let's do other things that way. Do you imagine that uh, the site's been around for, for many years? Um, have 
has uh, you've been have you been tracking and have you noticed how uh, how different people use the site differently? Oh, absolutely. The the biggest differences which you mentioned initially, you know, the majority of people were using it on a desktop or on a laptop that way, but now you know it's transitioned into all mobile. People are using tablets and phones and things. So a year or two ago, I actually had to redesign huge. In fact, we went through a complete redesign of the site just to make it uh, mobile friendly. Before, a lot of the features and things were using Flash and stuff, which are incompatible with mobile devices. Uh, whereas right now, I would say 90 to 95% of what's on the site can be accessed from your phone or from your tablet. There's still a couple features in there that uh, don't work. But for the vast majority of what's out there, it, it can be absolutely accessed that way. And then for people who prefer the mobile app, then that's available too. Uh, we're a little bit behind in terms of porting content to the mobile app, but that's certainly a focus for us this year. Mm-hmm. So what are your sites, uh, excuse me, what are your uh, future plans for the site? What do you, what do you imagine it's going to be in uh, two years, three years, five years? Sure. So when the site originally started, it was meant for someone like me at the time who I wanted a self-study course that I could consume at my own pace. Some people want to go through lessons really fast. Some want to go really slowly, more in-depth. So we tried to cater to those. Uh, One thing that was missing, though, is kind of uh, interactivity with, with other speakers. So it's great for listening, which is a, a, you know, a huge component in learning Chinese, learning the tones and the rhythm of the language. So there's a lot of listening content, which I find is lacking from books. So you really need to overload yourself with, with a lot of listening material, which is there. But now as far as being able to use that, uh, we've, we've offered Skype lessons, one-on-one lessons with teachers who are trained in the material. So the idea is you can, uh, what you learn in the lesson, you can practice with an actual teacher. Um, but I mean, there was issues with that too, with, with scheduling and, and time zones and things like that. So recently, in fact, in, in the last few months, we came up with kind of a hybrid plan where, uh, for those of you who want more interactivity with an actual teacher, so the idea is now you do lessons, you learn material, and then there's one new ex- an assignment we've added for each lesson where you have to take what you've learned into the lesson and submit it either in written form if you want to practice characters or you could even record yourself with a microphone and submit it. And an actual teacher will look at your answer and give give feedback on whether it's correct or not. So that's one thing that was kind of missing from the course before that we've now added. So I'm hoping that if, if there's more demand for things like that, we can add more resources that way. And then the second thing that people were asking for was uh, kind of a level certification where they've gone through the material, but they're, you know, are, do they really know the material? So we've introduced a level certification test where if you've completed a level, you can actually, uh, it's, there's two components. One is an online test that you do that tests your understanding of the vocabulary from that level. And then if you pass that, and by pass, we're talking like 80%, uh, then you move on to an actual Skype call with the teacher who will ask you a bunch of questions related to material from that level. 
And if the teacher determines, yes, the student knows that material, then you actually get a badge that says, yes, I've, I'm certified for level one or for level two. So this kind of gives students the confidence that, yes, I'm making actual progress. You know, I'm certified by an actual teacher who, who agrees that I've made that progress. And then hopefully that motivates you to continue your learning that way. Great. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for sharing your time and your journey with us. If um, if people have uh, follow-up questions for you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Uh, there's, there's multiple ways. You could leave comments in this podcast episode or on the website. There's a contact form that, that sends emails to me or even in the actual lessons themselves. You can leave comments if you have uh, questions on, on particular lessons or anything. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Adam, for your time. Yeah, and thank you, Joe, for doing this. Okay. 